0: The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to BrianWelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Talk Podcast with me, Brian Welsh and Jax Bruce. Jax, how are you today?
1: I am very well. Um yeah, good. It's actually quite nice weather outside and we had a nice little team night out on Tuesday night. You didn't cool. at top golf. Yeah, it was good fun. I think I'm a, a natural.
0: Do you? Did you win?
1: <laughs> Uh, I won two of the three. We didn't actually finish the third game, but yeah, I won. I th- I'm pretty sure I won both games. Yeah, I got quite into it. Excellent. Yeah, it's really good. I was there recently, right? Yeah. Thanks, nice food. How are you?
0: Um. Yes, I'm good, although looking very red as I was sunburned <laughs> and windburned from being on a river on, on Tuesday. So I and it's a shame I missed that, but unfortunately, I am away down south this now, so. Not, um, not wasn't able to join. Okay, uh, maybe maybe next time, although everyone knows my golf is falling anyway, so uh,
1: yeah, I'll just show you up. Yes, you (laughs) would, you
0: would (laughs) actually playing the game as well, although not very well. Okay, so today we're delighted to be joined by Gary Getson, design and digital manager for the Scottish Federation of House Associations. Gary oversees and manages a wide portfolio of work centered around digital and ICT at the SFHA. He has been with the organisation for over seven years now. Hi, Gary. How are you? Thanks for coming
1: on. Morning, Brian. Thanks for having us. Yeah, very well. Counting down the the, the days slash minutes to my holiday. So,
0: all right.
1: What well, uh, you- one day left in work, and then away in Monday. So, excellent. Um, I'm feeling more happy than I usually am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great, great stuff, great stuff. Okay, so can you tell us and, and the people listening a bit about what you do at the SFHA, please?
1: Yeah, of course. And uh, I, I cannot always forget to start with this bit, but... Uh, the, the acronym SFHA stands for Scottish Federation of Housing Associations. So I work for a membership organisation. That's, that's what we're classed as. But in reality, we are, we are really there for the housing associations and corporates across Scotland. We act as that, that collective voice and a representative body for the associations across Scotland and the, the housing sector in Scotland, really to make sure that we are heard at, at every level, eh, especially with the likes of the Scottish Government eh, and, and the UK Government. But eh, within that, yeah, we're, we're, we're there as well as a a, a a place that members can come to us and really find out best practice advice around what other housing associations are doing as well. Eh, as you'd mentioned, my, my, I've, I've got quite a wide portfolio. Uh, the, the the main focus uh, I have uh, is, is actually internal in the first instance. Okay. So I, uh, I manage all our organizational kind of digital and IT systems, uh, making sure that we have the, the kind of best capabilities to, to offer uh, our staff and that the staff are the, the best services and and uh, options available to them to do the best job they can for our members. Uh, the the internal part that really came about uh, just thankfully uh, prior to the, the the pandemic. So my role changed slightly. I, I used to be more design focused. Uh, it was actually on the back of the GDPR side of things uh, when okay. the, the new regu- regulation came out. I was kind of the one that that stuck my hand up and said, ah, I'll, I'll try and sort that out. Uh, and then it kind of snowballed uh, from one system to the other. And uh, I think it was, it was more based around my kind of focus on uh, anything design-wise, you, you tend to have a, a bit of a, a solution focus approach. So that was something that really helped me understand everything that we needed to do in order to be a better organisation. Uh, and you know, I think it wasn't until the pandemic happened that a lot of the staff internally really understood all those kind of digital transformation pieces that that were going on, wow. uh, and actually got the the best out of them. So yeah, that that's the that's the kind of the internal side of it. Uh, externally, though, as I mentioned before, we we work with uh, all our, our members across Scotland, so there's. Uh, I think at the moment it keeps changing because uh, we've had one or two mergers, but we've got 137 members across Scotland mm-hmm. in terms of housing associations. So uh, I, I do a lot of work with individual associations, helping them understand the, the, the digital journeys that they're trying to go on, but also linking up different housing associations because sometimes they can be quite uh, quite focused. And only what they're doing, uh, and it's only until you know they say we're having a problem with X, and then I realise actually I just spoke to another housing association the other week that are in the same position as you. So there's a lot of collaboration and joining up the dots to to make sure that organisations can can really get the best out of what they're doing and understand what others are doing as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. That sounds great. Actually, I was doing a demo of our our factory product to a house association the other day, and and most of and I and I said to them, you know, we we have a couple of um, or, you know, a few house associations that use our software. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we know, we talk. Yeah. So I think it is that environment where somewhere like SFHA, and you know, when you've got people who are kind of in the same boat with the same challenges, that they they need these interactions, right? Where other people can help,
1: yeah. yeah. exactly. And and I think that that is one thing I've I've noticed about housing associations. They 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 have such they have such a big priority eh, for their, their tenants and, yeah. and for their communities that uh eh, they, they, they just sometimes don't have that time to do the you know the external piece where they they'll actually go out and, and find out what what others are doing within the space, so that's that's something that we, we really try and help them with as well. Yeah,
0: no, no understood, understood. So the digital checkup is an online tool for housing associations. Is that still in use? And if so, do you have any tips for organisations to get better?
1: Yeah, uh, it, it 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 is still in use. Uh, okay, so that this is this has been one one a, kind of big thing for me at the moment. Okay. Uh, the, the tool itself, that it was set up in October 2020. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, it was one of those things, we were working on it before the pandemic, and I just wish we'd got to it before the pandemic because I'd love loved to have seen some of the results yeah. before the pandemic and then the results during the pandemic because yeah. uh, obviously just f- f- when it happened in 2020, it was just like the floodgates opened uh, everybody needed to do that—that that kind of base-level digital transformation piece. Uh, We've seen we seen a huge uptake in it, and the, the services that that we could offer around it, it was it was something that was really uh, it, it was it was well received by our membership. And uh, I think it was Ju- July twenty twenty-one. I wrote a report on some of the findings. So the the tool itself is still going. But uh, what I would say is that we've actually came to a kind of point now that uh, the tool itself was more about that kind of right. How do you, how do you start that digital journey? Yeah. Uh, now organizations, it, it's really interesting actually because we've had a few organizations that've done it back a few years ago uh, and they've done it again recently. What I would have, you know, Instantly thought it was right when they're going to do it at the at the very end of the, the tool you get a digital maturity score so oh, right. hundred uh, and I thought you know that they, they're going to jump up quite a bit in terms of their score, uh-huh. but, but in reality they were you know they were actually coming out very similar to what they had in the beginning.
0: Okay, and,
1: I, and the more I looked into it and spoke about it, it was actually because now. Organisations are actually more digital savvy. They under they're, they're understanding the questions a lot better. Yeah, and they've got a bit of a. I, I guess it's a more honest sense of where they are of where they want to be. Uh-huh. Uh, so with that in mind, we're actually looking at uh, digital checkup 2.0. Uh, I don't think it's going to be called digital checkup. I'm kind of I'm uh-huh. going down that route of maybe digital savviness or readiness tool. So okay. this, yeah, it's, it's actually more about going past that the digital transformation piece and now into a kind of, it's almost a thinking about that kind of that checklist or readiness factor that you have to deal with. I suppose it's, you know, it, it's like that kind of volatile or unknown situation, a bit like the pandemic. If, if your organisation has the tools in place, you're gonna be able to adapt and be agile in those situations that, that come up, you know. It could be a, a cyber attack or something like that. It's it's about creating a state of readiness as well, I think, now. So that's 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 the exciting thing that I'm I'm hoping to work on this year. So it was a very, very long, long answer for a <laughs> short question there. But I, I hope that gives a little bit of insight into just what we really want the, the tool to, to become. And we're actually working internationally with uh, Dutch housing associations now right. uh, to try and do a kind of wider, uh, a wider scope of actually, you know, that we're looking at the Scottish housing sector, but what can we learn? From another housing sector in another country, and how do they benchmark
0: against against the
1: Scottish ones these sort of things? Well, th- th- this is this is where what we're trying to do because it's we've got one set of benchmark factors yeah. eh, here that aren't quite the same eh, as to what they do over there. But interestingly, the, the Dutch federations do uh, a benchmarking on costs as well, so that one's really interesting. So they're able to calculate the, the cost per house effectively, uh, you know, a, a per unit of stock for each housing association. Say your IT spend per house is X, which is very interesting.
0: It is. But I suppose the one challenge with that is that just thinking about it, I mean, there's a base cost for IT, isn't it? So if you're a very small housing association, then... That might be slightly skewed, yeah. As to, but if you if you if you do it um, if you do it like for like on sizes and number of houses in each of those Association, I guess that could work quite well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I but <laughs> we, we might have to have a separate conversation about this. <laughs> <'cause I'm laughs> not, but uh, yeah, the, I'm actually we're, we're trying to find out a model that takes into account for the scale and size of an organisation. Uh, we're looking at uh, what I would call as th- those kind of common factors that, that will always be rep- represented, and then those those kind of uh, the, the factors that are actually a bit more uh, ambiguous as to what they you know they they're going to have different relevance to different sizes of organisations. So you've hit the nail on the head. We're looking at those. You know, it's that the, the tenants, the, the the number of staff, the houses that they actually uh, own, so that there is a, a relative scale as to how much you, you should be spending or shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, okay, got you, got you, got you. Okay. Um so we <laughs> move on past that could we could talk about Brown. Um how is the shift to digital automation going in the housing association sector? How do you see it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I've probably touched on it a little bit uh, in the, the previous question we spoke about, that the, there is, I would say, you now a better understanding across the sector of what digital and IT actually means. Uh, prior Prior to the pandemic, a lot of organisations and senior staff felt it was just, you know, it, it was that, it was that single, single system that sat in a server, whereas yep. nowadays, the, the the you know, I, I, actually just a can a kind of little side story, but we, we done something internally in our organisation. We sat down and facilitated sessions with all staff from top to bottom, and said, "You know, I'm g- gonna let's let's start really simply here. Tell me everything that you do that has a digital endpoint or yeah. something that needs to." to have you know whether it's a device or if it's a process and and it kind of it, it started that base level realization that actually pretty much everything we do has a digital or IT connection mm-hmm. and and i think that's the sense that organizations across the, the housing sector are now realizing you know it's it's about data it's about customer engagement it's yeah. about uh, all those kind of internal communications it's about the actual the, the processes and, and then the, the automation like you said that it's it's all becoming a can a, a, a kind of much wider uh web i guess and for me the automation piece i would say over overall that that our sector is slightly behind the curve right
0: okay, uh, and okay. i would
1: say that because we are uh, th- there's quite a few legacy systems in place that, that seem to be really holding back housing associations in terms of that digital piece. They're, 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 they're struggling to see past that a bit. Uh, but yeah, I think the, and when we talk about uh, uh, the membership, uh, just to put it into perspective, around it's around 60% of our members are of a, a small to medium size, so there's only a kind of small bracket that have uh, of a scale that they will have. You know, for example, a, a kind of large internal IT team. Yeah. Uh, that ha- they're going to have the spread and the capability to to really improve and and develop uh, those systems that are or or, pro- or digital processes that are going to make that difference. So there, there's a, a big majority that might have. You know, for example, it could be a housing officer. That is in charge of GDPR or administration for one of these systems. So that the, there's a there's a there's a tipping point that I think we really need to get by uh, in in the, in the next year or two, where there's more collaboration across the sector in order yeah. to prove that digital and automation piece.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I I, just, I heard a funny funny you say about them holding on to these old systems. I heard a story. Our CPL has a new VDN, a guy called Tom, who only started again the week. And I think he's one of these guys who loves sort of um, uh, researching things. And I mentioned to him on Monday when I met him um, and had a chat with him that I started life as a COBOL programmer, okay? And I am that old that I was a COBOL programmer, okay? I, oh, I don't, I don't profess to ever be very good at it. But anyway, and he told me a story this morning that there's a whole lot of banks, Barclays, I think he mentioned, who are actually employing graduates and teaching them COBOL because they're scared shitless. Sorry, for swearing again. I always swear on here one, at least once. So, um, about changing from their old COBOL system to a new system. I mean, you look at. Who was who, the bank? I can't remember. There was a bank a few years ago who had a horrendous migration from old system to new system and they got fined by the regulators and everything like that. So you can kind of understand why these guys are terrified to do it. You know what I mean? So, so he asked me if I was open to a job as a cobalt programmer. I said, yeah, I don't think that's where I want to go. But anyway, but, uh, but no, I do understand that. We actually, in CPL, we see it a lot as well, but we, we see it more from the point of view of people using systems that aren't really fit for what they're trying to do. yeah, so, so we, from a from a from a problem batching software point of view, selling or or providing software into I mean the private market we have a good chunk of, um, providing into housing associations when they normally just use our housing management system to do it. And the housing management system, factoring is a tiny, tiny, tiny part of a housing management system. So that kind of area within that product is never, ever, ever going to be developed hugely because the main focus is the housing management stuff. So I guess it's about as well as kind of making sure you come off the length of systems, making sure that the product is the best for the kind of environment it's being used in as well.
1: Yeah a hundred percent and i was actually just speaking to somebody about this yesterday when i'm kind of i'm veering away from that fit for purpose and more thinking about the the right fit so yeah uh, what it is it's a bit of that it's the 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 of a scale thing where uh, we've seen a lot of those legacy systems have tried to tick every box and yet when when we when we Speak to organizations, they're only using about 20% of the product. So it, it begs the question, you know, why are you using this product if it's only 20% uh, yeah. return on yeah. investment? So it, it's it's more, I think, there has to be a change in mindset around actually, it, it needs to be about scalability. Let, let's take it back to, to the core purpose and product of what, what you want to do. And then from a successful base, Build on it, scale out. What what are the kind of types of products and services that you can can really make a successful, established, solid base on, and then grow from there, rather than trying to do everything and end up not doing it well.
0: So, yeah, so yeah. you know, we I used to have kind of um, the phrase "best of breed," and I'm I'm not, I'm not I was never a great fan of it, but but actually, if you've got like we do one thing, we write property factoring software right that there's does that's we have another sister company called inspect that does inspection software. do you know what i mean but but c p l does a lot of thing and and the challenge is opening up people that actually just because you use your main system to do everything that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing to do and and you're right you know people people go and buy the thing that is um that everyone else uses, but actually, how much of that product do you actually use, and and does it fit you as well? Because every business, regardless of, you know, whether they're a housing association, whether a property factor, whether they're a lawyer, whatever, they all do things slightly differently.
1: You know? Yeah, and, it, and it's amazing that actually uh, so, some of the some of the discussions I've had how have uh, uh, been around. How did you actually get that system in the first place? And it's actually came down to just one person. It's all oh, we've well we've always went through this procurement portal, eh, you know, whatever it might be, eh, and we've always just specced every single thing we think that it needed to do, eh, rather than just focus on the real core yeah. product or or, or, or kind of things that you really strategically need it to do and align to, eh, and that's. You know, and and that's where you see a lot of these kind of new organisations, or, or organisations that have a, a really good product, but it just might not do one or two things. Yeah. Then they're, f- they're falling out that 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 kind of uh, short list. So it's 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 just yeah, there, there's there's lots that needs to change and improve.
0: Yeah, I I have this conversation quite a lot with my with 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 clients all the time, and it's like, okay, so you want me to do X, okay. To do X will be 10 days worth of work. That's fine. Okay. And that's going to save you this amount of time in the organization or make you this productive or solve this problem or whatever. And then they go, Yeah, but can you just add this thing on? Now, like, that's an extra five days' amount of work. Yes. Okay. So, how, wh- what's the, what's the, what's the help to you? What's the saving? Where's the return on investment? Well, do you know, we need to do that once or twice a year, but it'd be really nice. Okay. So, turn sledgehammer to crack nut comes to mind. Yes. And it's understanding that actually the solution at the ten days was absolutely the right solution. This other thing that you need yeah. to do once a year, just don't touch it. You know what I mean? And it and it but and that's where you need to I I guess be that person who can have that conversation and say, you know, that what you're doing here is not the right not necessarily good for what you're trying, the, the, the journey you're on and the, the kind of end game you're trying to get to.
1: Yeah, definitely. So totally i with
0: that. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, now that was, that was interesting. So do you have any wisdom to share on how should housing associations begin or is there a roadmap that they can follow to build on their digital strategy? Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I was thinking, when I read that question earlier, I was thinking, where do I begin with this and where <laughs> do I uh, But, to, yeah, to, to be honest, the the more I've, the more I've. So as as part of the digital checkup, what we we offered a follow up service. So I'd sit down with eh, each person, individual who filled it in, eh, and sometimes that would result in actually speaking to a kind of wider group of the staff or even their boards. And eh, the, what I came to realise is there's there's not actually one kind of one fits all. Okay. evolution in terms of do you do you write a digital strategy or do you have that roadmap of steps but uh, what I, what what i think uh, has made more most success and and most improvement is is when we we say you know actually you need to have that the digital piece sitting at the leadership table and when i say that it's it's so that across the organisation at a board level, people realise and understand the, the the impact that that kind of digital and IT readiness piece can have in an organisation. And and sometimes, you know, it, it can, in that sense, it, it actually makes them realise we do need a, a digital person in that organisation. And it, and it can be as simple as, you know, a, a structural change that, that, fo- that, that gives an expectation and a focus across the business say actually yeah we're, we're going to be capable, digitally capable uh, and then from that it is, th- there's never a, a kind of silver bullet approach to a digital strategy it's always going to be a reflection on your strategic priorities and then aligning that to all the business processes as well so it can totally change depending on your size and scale what uh, what has been actually really interesting, and it's, it's something I've been speaking to a, a few other kind of peers within the sector about recently, is that wisdom wisdom wise, I think something that I can share at the moment is there's there's a huge challenge within housing at the moment. The Scottish government's got a huge target of the amount of house affordable houses that need to be built, right, and. In the first instance, it sounds like actually, what's, what does that have to do with digital? Uh, but the more we think about it, right? So from the very first stage of building a house, there's a lot of data information that needs to be set up. A lot of processes that need to be put in place in order for that development to to happen. The, you know anything about land issues that show. Uh, purchasing of materials all those things, they, they have a, a piece of data correlated to it and the, the, for, for housing associations to be able to meet these targets of building these houses they are going to have to be very digitally savvy which means putting the, the right processes the right, right systems in place and if, if housing associations don't realise that, the, the importance of that digital piece it, it's gonna be a, a huge, huge challenge to meet those those targets that that, and, and you know that the targets are gonna have a, a huge social impact as well across Scotland. You know that there's a there's a housing crisis, well, we're, but we're not allowed to use crisis term at the moment. But there's a there's a huge housing issue in Scotland at the moment, and it's only gonna get worse. And, Actually, there's a huge place for digital to play in this, so yeah, yeah I, I know. Again, a bit of a, <laughs> a, a long winded answer, but uh, that, it's just something that I think is really resonating with me at the moment.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, so do you have any best practice examples that you can share of housing associations that are embracing and benefiting from digital?
1: Uh, kind
0: of challenges and then but yeah
1: yeah of course I mean there's again it's there's probably a few different approaches that I've heard about and uh, done case studies on that have worked really well but I think overall it's it's actually what we've found is the ones that are more successful they're really focused on something so for instance uh, I know there's one housing association that's really really committed to the, the cloud first approach and that that's transformed more, that that's transformed some of the roles within the organization and also the way in which they they, they have this kind of expectation of how staff work flipping that as well that there's another uh, organization that, that that focused on culture first so they actually you know instead of saying we have to use this system it's actually more about the, the culture behind it so they, they've they've used that as a catalyst to have digital change and enablement for the organization uh, when we're looking at smaller sized organizations i think the ones that are looking at more evergreen system models so products that are can you know that they're not they're not gonna sit in a server somewhere and need a patch uh to in order to be up to the latest standards. It's more about, you know, maybe a SaaS product, a software as a service that is gonna be continually developed and improved in the background and they're gonna see the benefits of that year on year or month on month. Yeah. Uh, and I think that maybe just ties in with the, the scalability side of things. So get a good core product and then work on Pushing out, scaling up, making it making it work for your your organization and your staff.
0: Yeah. Okay. They were very they were very good examples. Thanks for that. Okay. That's the kind of last question about kind of your role and these sort of things. But we do have um, one final question that we ask people, and and um, and that is tell us something about you that people are generally surprised to find out about you.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's probably evident for the walls behind me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm still I'm still a skateboarder. Uh, but I, I actually used to, to work as a, a professional skateboard photographer. So uh, one or two of my pals, they were extremely, like the guy that's got the board behind me, they were extremely good on board. Uh, but I just was I and Ken kind I of knew when I'd seen them skate that I wasn't just as good. So I thought, you know what, next best thing, I'll take pictures of them doing really cool stuff and then try and get it published. So, yeah, I, I made a really good, good go of it while still still working. But uh, it, it's just, I mean, it, the skateboard industry in general's kind of been a, a bit of a, a victim of its own success, and but also digitization. So you don't get printed skateboard magazines anymore, which kind of took away the, the need for, for a digital, uh, skateboard vlog first, because, you know, it's all on Instagram, and uh, mm-hmm. people want things so so quickly, but, yeah, it's one of those things, and now, now I'm at the stage where I can be the cool dad and try and teach my kids how to skateboard as well, without, without killing myself.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed to still do it, because I, um, I, I don't know whether balance goes, or it's height, or some of like that, but um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I had one when I was younger, but one thing that I, I quite enjoy doing is paddle boarding, and, um, and, and, and for the uh, all me trying and trying and trying, I cannot stay up on one now. So um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But maybe it was the four pints for one. I'm joking. I'm but yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, okay, that's fabulous. Brilliant. Great story. Great story. Well, thanks for coming on, Gary. That was very, very interesting. Thank you.
1: No problem. And uh, I think, you know, anything that we can help with, uh, definitely get in touch if there's any more questions. Uh, very happy to, to try and uh, answer them as well. It's It's been a pleasure to, to chat to yourself today, Brian, uh, and discuss all those kind of digital aspects within the housing sector today.
0: Okay, thank you.